0: What is going on, Notre Dame fans? It is a Thursday morning here for us on the Eastern Time Zone. And I know in Dublin, where the Notre Dame football team is currently, it's, uh, you know, what, 3 o'clock? A little past, yeah, 3.30-ish. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool there. And uh, over there, just saw a tweet from The Athletic's Pete Sampson that uh, Zeke Correll will play on Saturday. So there you go, Notre Dame starting center. Will be playing, um, so that is obviously good news. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about in today's show, so please, if you're with us live, if you're watching back, hit the thumbs up on this video. We're gonna be talking a lot of good stuff in the world of Notre Dame football recruiting. Um, and of course, we'll take any questions, um, any super chats, uh, talking some uh, Notre Dame, and we'll talk about the game a little bit if that's what you guys want to talk about. You just let us know in the comments. Um, like Matt says, Mike, you went nuclear with those predictions. I did. I went bold predictions in our show last night with Tim Hyde. Make sure you check that out. Um, if you missed that dynasty, uh, ISP says morning, hope you are well. My friend C dot says, sup fellas. Hey, C dots. Glad you are here with us live. Kyle, you doing well, my friend.
1: Yeah, I think so. I wish I was in Ireland. I love that place, but, um, super jealous of Tyler Horka. I know he'll be there. I think tomorrow morning, good old fashioned red eye flight. But instead, I am in the Midwest, and I will be all over the Midwest over the next ten days. Yeah. So that will be my um, little bit. I out of the out of town experience.
0: Yeah, you have some. You have a cool, cool ten days lined up. Like some of the recruits are saying, I'm pretty jealous. Um, Mike Hansen already asked if Bear comes to campus and wants to sign. Well. He wants to commit, I think, is what you're looking looking for. The term does Notre Dame take him immediately? Let's save the quarterback talk. We're we're gonna talk quarterbacks, and I think we did a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was three weeks ago in our show, because I don't think we talked to a lot of quarterbacks last week. So we're gonna have a quarterback recruiting segment for 2025. So, um, Mike, make sure you um, hang out with us there. So our first segment is, you know, it might not lead the show each week but for this for this week's show we will um this mike first kyle article um which so kyle and i will take a topic every wednesday or thursday and just kind of uh give our thoughts on it for this week it was uh what notre dame football recruit had the best week one performance so a commit a target um and uh so we'll just kind of give our answers there, and you can find the full story at blueandgold.com. So your answer was uh, Bryce Davis from Greensboro, North Carolina, a top 100 player for the On3 industry ranking. And we actually have, um, and I'll play here in a second for folks watching on YouTube, the the clips from that game. So, Kyle, can you kind of just uh, break me down or break down for us why you picked his, his game?
1: Yeah, I said in the article, I don't know if there was any other high school football player across the entire country that had a better performance than Bryce Davis week one. But before I start to dive into those details, I think it's important to set the scene of how uh, Davis picked up a Notre Dame offer and nothing too crazy. He was one of about 65 players Notre Dame offered during their Pot of Gold Day recruiting event uh, takes place every March 17th on St. Patrick's Day. He was one of 65 guys. I think they offered about 10 edge rushers that day as well. Uh, so it's tough to say if he's a legitimate like Notre Dame target yet. Kind of more of an offeree is how I, I would phrase it. I mean, I'm sure this is a guy Notre Dame would love to have. Hasn't quite uh, been up to campus yet. Um, he does have Notre Dame in his top 12. And I did talk to Bryce um, about a month or so ago. He is super interested in Notre Dame, wants to get to campus. But until he does, not really sure if we can call him a target yet. But regardless, um, he needs to be one. Because in week one against uh, Jadon Blair, the safety uh, target that has been to campus for Notre Dame, um, against Mount Tabor, Davis absolutely lit it up. He had 12 tackles, um, had an interception. Also had a uh, three quarterback hurries and uh, caused f- fumble. Yeah, I mean, this guy, he was all over the field on Friday night. Like, I know that um, he's starting to trend towards five-star status. Uh, you know, obviously he has like 30 or so spots to kind of move up. But if you kind of just look at his offer sheet, I think he has about 25, 30 power five offers. Uh you know it's hard to you know you don't really want to say you want to move a guy up the rankings after one game but the way he played was uh pretty incredible and I know you were briefly able to show the highlights uh a super outstanding performance I think that's a guy that Notre Dame will get in on a little bit more if they haven't ramped it up already uh and that's a guy I definitely would like to see on campus this fall
0: I'm interested um when you say target, like, what is your definition of target? Like, cause you said, I'm not sure we can call him a target yet. Like what, what, what do you mean by that? Cause that's not something we've ever talked about before privately.
1: Yeah. So I try to phrase like guys, I guess, offeree and then targets, I would consider Davis an offeree. Cause like in my mind, a target is a guy that Notre Dame is f- in frequent contact with, has visited campus has kind of expressed interest in Notre Dame. Um, and as of right now, I'm not really exactly sure how much interest Bryce Davis has in Notre Dame. He has to get to campus in order to verify that. So I uh, you know, I think his ranking and, and everything like that kind of makes him uh, a unique player for Notre Dame, a guy that they're certainly going to recruit. But in my mind, I just don't consider him a target just yet because I don't know how how much interest he actually
0: has in Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame targeting him? I don't know. Guess we'll have to find out. I mean, are they recruiting him? Like they're targeting him? Then I think is, he's he a a target. is he a
1: target though?
0: I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, they're targeting him. A target is Deuce Knight
1: and like Bear Bachmeyer, whereas like Antoine Hill, the other quarterback that you know they're technically recruiting. I just they
0: offered him, but I just don't think there's like specific phrases for this. You know, like I think you're trying to make it a lot more difficult than it it. it like it already oh, is very difficult, and I feel like when you try to phrase, I, this is just an interesting conversation because I didn't know that that's kind of how you you felt about the the it phrase is, target. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not, yeah, for me, like, I I agree, Antoine Hill is more of a long shot for Notre Dame, but I don't know, I I, I had never really done like we're, we're we're giving different terms for the two things, but that, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so mine, the guy who, for me, the Notre Dame recruiter who had the most impressive performance. And I can't say I did like a crazy amount of research for this. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, it, and sometimes for this, mic for Kyle, I just like to take something that I really feel passionate about. And we're going to talk about it. And one is, and mine's Jack Larson, um, who, you know, commits to Notre Dame last summer, a tight end from the Charlotte. So we're both going North Carolina guys you know, picks the Irish over Alabama and Ohio state and Clemson. It's like, Oh, like productive player. And just, just drop down the rankings everywhere. I'm like, what the heck? So Matt Freeman over at ISD, um, Matt didn't shoot these clips. um, So, you know, I know someone else did. So I I feel comfortable (laughs) using these on our YouTube channel. So, but Matt really do appreciate, um, you know, you, you put this out there for us to use my friend. Um, So, uh, I think it was what four receptions, 45 yards, three of them for touchdowns. Um, you know, nice little uh, seam route. I mean, he was pretty wide open there. I like this drag route, uh, in, in the, in the red zone. Um, you know, makes it a little bit more acrobatic than it needs to, but sometimes the receivers have to do that. Um, you know, for some style points and then the, the pretty back shoulder here, um, you know, making it easy. And I, and I like that from Jack Larson. um, you know, he's not the biggest, so I understand that he's not gonna be ranked very high, right? He's like six three, I don't know, two twenty or something like that, but he's not your Michael Mayer. But he is he will stick his head in there and block. I think he's a really good like move tight end, right? H back, get him in motion, um, you know, throw to him in the flats on, you know, a play action boot. Um, you know, that that type of thing. Put him in the slot, like I, I think that Jack Larson is. Yeah, he's not. You know, you're Mike Mayer. You're, you're that big body, Cooper Flanagan, Cole Komet. He's not that guy. Um, you know, Eli Raritan, but he is going to be a very. He, he's going to be more of a service, more than serviceable um, for Notre Dame at the tight end uh, position. Um, and I do, I do. What like that. you mean is he's going to be a stud. Jack Larson's a good football player. Yeah, he is a really good football player. He is absolutely a really good football player. Um, again, the I, I just think that for like rankings, like oh, there's the more prototypical Mike Mayer Titans out there who just flash a little bit more in that. But he's a really good football player, Jack Larson, um, and everyone I talk to uh, continues to be really excited about him quick water set my friend so when we do these shows you know we have advertisers and stuff i've never been more excited about an ad read before uh, kyle because this one is really cool this this is this is a really cool advertiser this is the first time we'll be doing their ad read um which i need to make sure i'm logged in Log in. Big time program we have here, guys. Okay. So it's prize picks. I don't know if you guys have heard about prize picks, um, but you have now. You know, we're going to explain prize picks. Kyle and I are going to make a pick on the show today as well, live with you guys. I hope that's not taboo. We live in an NIL world, so I think it's okay um, to even make picks on college football. So we are going. Uh, to do that today. This company, folks, it is fantastic. This is how it works. You pick two to six players a week, and if they go more or less uh, than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry, but it get, it gets even better. All first-time users that deposit and use promo code BGI, just write that code BGI on your hand. It's, it's our code for a lot of our advertising deals. Uh, so write that on your hand. Use the promo code BGI at prizepicks.com and you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit 100 bucks, PrizePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Just download the app or go to prizepicks.com and use that promo code BGI. And If you're curious about states you can use it in, it's most states in, in the countries, and you can look that up. It, it's probably picks available in my state. You can find that out. And it's not just for college football games. Like, let's let's see here. For folks watching on YouTube, NFL, MLB, college football, WNBA, MMA, soccer. Uh, how about this? It's CSGO, a video game, uh, Counter-Strike GO. I mean, uh, Valorant, Trucks, Tennis, f one you, you have like NFL season NBA season NHL season NASCAR CFL college football season like it, it, there's so many different things that you can do uh, just about anything um and I have an entry that I wanted to show you guys that I did um so they'll also have these um like kind of I'm not sure the exact phrase they use but it's like a it's like a gimme right? Um, so more or less a half a yard for Dak Prescott. They're basically giving you a freebie pick. So I did the Dak pick of more than a half yard and then more than a half touchdown reception for Travis Kelsey in the season opener, um, against Detroit. I feel like that's a pretty big, pretty, that's a pretty good pick, Kyle. Like Dak's going to throw for more than a yard. And I think Travis Kelsey catches a touchdown against the Lions. You like that? I'd say so. Travis Kelsey is a a good pick there. I like that one. So, yeah, when you go to prize picks, um, let me refresh this. Like, this is what pops up. If Dak throws for one plus yard, you win. How about that? So, prize picks entries must contain two or more players um and this it, it, they call it a free square promotion only guarantees a win on one player so we'll kind of show how this works now um, and i figured let's look at the board uh go to college football sam hartman 240 and a half passing yards i think we like the more there Kyle right Ooh, Kyle, thoughts? Not certain. These lines
1: are uh, they're set or these measurables are set for a reason. I think that uh, Notre Dame might rely on Audric Estime. Not sure what the weather's gonna be like. All those running back targets. okay all those running backs on the backfield.
0: So all right. What about Audric Estime? 82 and a half rushing yards or Sam Hartman, 13 and a half rushing yards. So I do want to do a Notre Dame pick here more or less. And folks in the live chat, please let me know. Um, Let's rely on them. (laughs) Yeah, we might need you guys. And then next week we'll check back on these, but I might need you guys to help make these, these picks here. I think this, like the Sam Hartman one, you could easily see Sam Hartman getting like, just like, three rushing yards like same hardman's not going to want to run the football but also you could see third and 18 or, or you know something crazy and he like runs for 12 yards on one right he like just tries to and then he gets tacked and, and slides right but so i'm hesitant on the 13 and a half rushing yards like you said these are good um these well, are good numbers here but what here, do you think
1: yeah here's a quick Caveat on the the rushing yards because I'm pretty sure that a sack
0: will in college football, right?
1: Yeah, so a little bit questionable on that Notre Dame interior, the offensive line. I I'll have some more thoughts on that tomorrow in a column I'm writing. Okay, all right, let's, first time starters, but let's anyway. <laughs> let's
0: look at this because you can do up to six picks. So let's see about this right here, and we can also include the freebie on deck so if we look over on the side, this is how this works. So if we're gonna go with Lux, because Lux is my boy, right? This is this is you know this is my boy right here, Lux Andy. He says more on Audrick estimate eighty two and a half. See, this is why I said I love this ad because I'm reading an ad and we're also talking Notre Dame. Like this is awesome. Um, if we go see, I think Sam Hartman throws for three hundred yards in this game. To cut, it's like his coming out party. We're going to showcase Sam Hartman kind of deal, but also weather, like you said, that's that's a real thing. So if we go less on Sam Hartman and more on Dak, this is really cool right here. So you can do the power play where you get five times if you hit three out of three, or we could go two out of three. And if you get all three correct, still you get, and you can see this entry to into the two win there. 2 and a, 2.2 times, excuse me, 2.25 times if you still get all three, but if you just get two correct, you get, you do 1.25. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of conservative on some of these things. Um, so, and this is just for fun, right? For, for me, like if I'm doing something like this, I'm just trying to have fun with it. So I would probably lean the flex play what do you think Kyle? Do we lean the flex play on this? Dak Prescott more than a yard on September 10th? So we will have to wait a little while on this. Obviously we'll know how we did on the Hartman and Estime by when we record next Thursday. We'll talk about this. We'll assume that Dak Prescott will throw for more than a yard against the Giants. Um so we won't see the, you know, the you know the the, the account difference, right? Cuz we won't have that um this pick finalized until the Prescott game but you know what i'm saying so what do you think what do you think Kyle do we you go flexible run. here yeah run with it absolutely all right, all right. so we'll go uh, how much on the entry do you, do you think Kyle how much you want to put on this five bucks is always safe all right we'll go 5 um so yeah if we if we get all three correct 2.22 dude i can't speak Two point two five times. If we just get two correct, one point two five sounds great. Okay, any props for Jaden Thomas or any any picks here for Jaden Thomas? Um, so the receiving yards. Let's see, nothing on him. It doesn't look like um reception. So I only had seen, and then same Hartman. So we could even. We could even go with Sam Hartman. Let's say more than two touchdown passes. Then we could do a flex play on Sam Hartman. We could really get crazy here. What do you like on the touchdown passes for Hartman?
2: More. More, more? than
0: two. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so this is the final call. Audric Estime, more than 82.5 rushing yards. Less than two. See, that one's tough for me. The Sam Hartman 240.5 passing yards. We're getting the freebie pick with Dak, that just kind of increases our odds, right? Um, of you know making more here. And then Sam Hartman, so you're going for like 180 passing yards or something, but three touchdown passes. I like 235. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, so let's uh let's just do it. Let's see. Wait. Cannot pick the same player twice in an entry. Okay, so this is good to know. So we're going to remove the Hartman touchdown passes. We're going to go the flex play. We're just going to go with the original, the original pick. Did that work? Okay, su- successfully submitted entries. So here's the entries page, and I don't know this. This just page is like super cool. Like it's very innovative. We're blowing past how long we were supposed to read this. By the way, I'm just I'm just really into it. So there's there's my two entries. Um, that we have. So there we go. So yeah, folks, pricepicks.com. All first time users that deposit promo code BGI get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred bucks. Go to pricepicks.com and use BGI. Download the app to play as well. Tune in next Thursday. Kyle and I will uh, give a quick recap of how we did in these picks. Um, and then Uh, we'll, uh, give a couple picks for the upcoming weekend as well. Luck says W ad. I agree. Andrew says very cool. Yeah. Like even if, if, if like price picks is in your cup of tea, maybe can't do it in your state. Like we're still talking Notre Dame, um, football, college football, NFL, uh, you know, your boy might throw in some soccer picks as well. Um, so yeah, there you go. I know Kyle just loves when I talk soccer, just like I love when he talks, um, you know, country music. So.
1: Hey, that Messi guy has been pretty cool for uh, Miami. I haven't watched any games yet, but
0: <laughs> Dude, followed it
1: enough crazy. on uh, social media.
0: Yeah, I didn't get to watch last night's. There was like a domestic tournament in the semifinals. Of course, Messi hadn't played in the tournament at all. Um, and now that was his first game of the tournament, and they just had a crazy game. I didn't get to watch it because I was doing the show with Tim, but yeah, fun times. But people aren't here to listen to that. So we are going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk some quarterbacks. Um, you know, I posted a pretty lengthy article, it ended up being about 1300 words on Deuce Night because Deuce talked after his game Friday. He also did separate interviews with Sam Spiegelman and Chad Simmons at On Three, so it was just Deuce Night weekend and, and early week at at On Three. Um, so I wrote, uh, you know, this, this article, uh, just titled it what it was the latest on the Dame QB Target Deuce Night. So if you're a blue and gold, excuse me, dot com subscriber, you can read that full article. We're going to try not to give away too much from that article because you know the website pays the bills um so we always recommend that people do that and uh if you sign up before sunday for an annual subscription you get it for half off it's only 50 bucks for the year rather than 99 so i think it's like 15 cents a day like come on folks just just the mike singer taco bell discussion on the message board is worth that but Yeah, just kind of your general thoughts, Kyle, on Deuce Knight right now and 2025 quarterback recruiting. We did talk about this a a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, but any updated thoughts for you on on Deuce Knight and and Irish quarterback recruiting in this twenty five class?
1: Well, I'll start off by saying this. Um, Sam Spiegelman and Chad Simmons both had great uh, comprehensive reports. I mean, they included every detail that you could ever imagine about Deuce Knights recruitment, for the most part, and of course, if you read any of those stories, with they're both on three plus premium stories, but you can of course uh, access all those stories with our BGI subscription. I know Mike just mentioned, but uh,
0: I mean, I basically put all their stories into one plus gave even more scoops. So <laughs> throw your boy a bone.
2: Yeah, I did not know it scoop was
0: at the bottom of the article too about quarterback recruiting. Yeah, that would no great insight there as well. So
1: definitely Thank check you, that man. story out, but. Yeah, interesting recruitment. Um, this is pretty much Notre Dame against the uh, SEC. You see it right there in the uh, on-three recruiting prediction mach- machine. Ole Miss, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Alabama. I think those are the teams you really know. I know they mentioned uh, Auburn is a school that is starting to come along. Hugh Freeze has made a pretty strong impression on Deuce Knight uh, since the August 1st contact period. Uh, basically, college coaches can now get a hold of these kids whenever they want. Uh, over the last month or so that previously wasn't the case. So interesting recruitment um, we have going on here. I I think Knight is kind of getting a feel for where he might want to end up. Uh, I know there's a lot of good vibes around Notre Dame, especially coming off his uh, late July visit. But anytime you start talking about all these other SEC schools involved, um, especially with Deuce being in SEC country, Gets a little worrisome, so I think best case scenario here is Deuce hops on up to uh, South Bend for a game this season,
0: and hopefully go from there. I'm curious if you were to not don't give me the percentages, but if you had to list like the RPM right, like team to beat, like the RPM just it's a lot of distance, distance from home, recruiting prediction from like guys like me and then the amount of visits this kid's taken, which is, I mean, I don't know which uh, there's going to be more added to the RPM in terms of like, Oh, X coach is recruiting him, And this coach does really well just in general. And then he, he lands a lot of recruits from this state when he's the primary recruiter, like that stuff's going to be added to the RPM over time. But now it's just kind of basic, but I'm curious, like if you had to peg Ole Miss, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Bama, Auburn in order, I know that's a tough, impossible task, Kyle, but can you take a stab at it? Yeah, I'll give it a
1: try. Um, I think right now, right now, um, I think Notre Dame would be number one. Just okay. based off what you're hearing and kind of all the the context of last weekend, I think you have to put Notre Dame in pole position. I don't know how big of a lead that is, but i yeah gut tells me Notre Dame's out in front and it sounds like Auburn is skyrocketing up the board being number two so that's my guess there um I'm gonna go with Ole Miss three believe it or not even though um Deuce Knight just moved from Mississippi to Tennessee I I think that Lane Kiffin is pretty dynamic recruiter and certainly made a strong impression on him he Deuce Knight actually visited Ole Miss the day after his Notre Dame visit Yep. So I'll put Ole Miss three um, Tennessee four, just because I'm not sure exactly what route the vowels go. I think they're pretty invested in uh, George McIntyre from Brentwood, Nashville, Nashville, Brentwood. Yeah. And then five, I'll probably go with Alabama. All
0: right. I think we agreed on one. I got Alabama in five, but otherwise I disagree with you on all the others. And again, this is, this is very, very difficult to do. Um, I've got, See you put Tennessee in four. I would give them the slight edge. I just think that there's been something about Tennessee that he gushes the most about Tennessee. Um, but again, folks, I would be pretty surprised if he ends up at Alabama. But between and Ole Miss, I think between Tennessee, Notre Dame, Auburn, I any none of those would surprise me. Um, I would. I just think Tennessee's been maybe the more the long time favorite but I would put Notre Dame very very close behind at second. I would do Auburn in third and they're a very close third. It's kind of one of those deals when you look at like the team rankings and it's like there's nothing separating third and 10th. You know, like one commit you're shooting up the rankings that kind of deal like when you look at the on 3 entry ranking uh, for the for the team side of things. And then I would go um Ole Miss in four and Bama five. Um, but guys, this, it's tough to kind of go back to this question. And this is where I wanted to land. So I'm glad Mike asked this earlier. If bear comes to campus and wants to to sign, we'll say commit, right? He can't sign until December. Does Notre Dame take him immediately? I think this is something we talked about recently, Kyle. You, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? You, if you, if, if bear wants to commit, And you say, hey, we really want Deuce. Can you wait? You probably lose Bear, and then you still might lose Deuce. And now you're scrambling. And Notre Dame had to do that in 2023. I think they could have gotten Jackson Arnold. They didn't. Went after Dante Moore, didn't get him. Luckily, they landed Kenny Minchie, but I I don't think Notre Dame would do something like that again.
1: Yeah, lesson learned from the 23 class, even though they. Kind of pulled the rabbit out of the hat, so to speak, with Kenny Minchie. That commitment just really came out of nowhere. I I remember covering that recruitment. And when I heard Kenny Minchie, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, wow, they're actually going to do this. And I don't think they want to be in that same position with 2025. Tough to say, though. I mean, because if basically, if I'm Notre Dame, you have to know if Deuce Knight's coming to the Ohio State game by the time Bear. Gets to campus. I think that's where you got to draw the line. And if you know he's coming back, you got to hold out. But if he's still wavering, doesn't know if he wants to get back, you know, he doesn't really know where he's going to visit yet, you know, the timeline, okay, before the junior season, will that stick? I don't think you can do that. I think by then, you know, if Bear comes to campus and all signs go well there, um, got to take them. I mean, you can't fool around.
0: You yeah. know, and so, it's kind of how I feel about it. No, and I, I'm in agreement. Um, yeah. It, we're looking at Bear probably visiting for the Central Michigan game, which is a week before Ohio State, right? So, you'll know – you'll probably have a better idea what Bear wants to do at that point. And if it's commit to Notre Dame, um, then you got to – you're in a really good problem, right? It's a, it's a great problem to have kind of scenario. Um, But also bear has taken three visits.
2: With lucky land slots,
0: you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Three college visits. Stanford, Oregon, and Alabama. So Bear might not be ready. Maybe he wants to see some other schools. So I think that's kind of what we had talking about before. Like, oh, you offer, you offer Bear, he, he's going to probably take his recruitment a little bit longer than Deuce. Maybe, right, because he hasn't taken many trips, but that's just maybe. He might just come to Notre Dame and absolutely fall in love with it. I'm told that Bachmeyer's having outstanding conversations with the Notre Dame staff. And I will give a little teaser in that article I wrote. I think Notre Dame lands one of these two. And that you do cartwheels if you're a Notre Dame fan. Going from Kenny Minchie, well, really, Steve Angeli, my boy. Steve Angeli to Kenny Menchie to CJ Carr to either Bear Bachmeyer or deuce knight like we've seen like a uh, a renaissance of like notre dame and the cornerback position right look at these stud receivers these young stud receivers the irish have like there's a renaissance for the irish at receiver running back this five-headed monster we're starting to see that quarterback now where it's like man a few years ago at, at receiver or at running back jafar armstrong was the guy you know and now look at that running back room. Like, I think we're starting to see that quarterback where it's like, yeah, Drew Pine's, you know, a, a solid quarterback. But I think your number twos moving forward at that position are going to be a lot better than than the overall talent that Pine had. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic about quarterback recruiting and uh, Notre Dame, whether it's Deuce, uh, whether it's Bear. I think Notre Dame gets one of those two, and I, I think you've got to be pretty excited about that.
1: Notre Dame just got to read their cards right on this one. I, I think Notre Dame thought they had the, the read right, I guess, initially on Dante Moore on the 23 class. Obviously, he went elsewhere, off to the West Coast. Detroit kid going to the West Coast, super interesting. <laughs> but how about West Coast coming back to Notre Dame?
0: So, yeah. see yeah, what the, happens. The Dante one, Oregon to UCLA, like... I heard, yeah, like he's thriving at UCLA. Like he's doing really well. So I'm glad. I'm glad. If you guys like, I've been able to, gosh, the amount of times I interact with Dante, text message, phone calls in person, just a fantastic kid. So wish him all the best. All right, Kyle. So next, we're going to talk about my recent predictions I've logged, and I did six this week six, two Monday, two Tuesday, and two more last night. So, I'm going to run through them real quick. And again, all of these were what I, you know, broke down why I made the picks and whatnot at bloomgold.com. So, just more reason, you know, to subscribe to the website, half off annual subscription right now. So, we're going to go through these. Um, Starting here, we'll go from the bottom to the top. Ivan Taylor. So, on Monday, I did Ivan Taylor, Mark Zachary. Ivan Taylor a top 100 overall player at the safety position. These are all in the class of 2025, by the way, so these are high school juniors. The son of Ike Taylor, former Pittsburgh Steelers defensive back. Uh, Kyle, we loved what we saw from Taylor at uh, Notre Dame's Irish invasion camp in early June. Um, I think he and Derek Meadows were the two best players there. Um, You know, Notre Dame sources feel like Taylor's – you know, trending towards the Irish, uh, and and that things are just overall looking really good for Notre Dame here. Mark Zachary of these six, Zachary's probably the one I have the least amount of confidence in, but still enough confidence to log the pick. In terms of like the prediction or the confidence percentage, I always just do sixty percent. Are are you doing a prediction or not? Like, are you predicting it or not? I don't get the whole percentage confidence thing. I get the I I understand why it's in place. But what do you? What, what, I'm not just going to throw a prediction out there at 10% confidence. Well, what's the point? So I just kind of go a standard 60%, a little bit more than 50 50. That's just that's just why I do that. If you're curious, by the way. But Mark Zachary, for, look, Indianapolis. Ben Davis. Notre Dame has an elite cornerback from their home state. You know, this is a player that Notre Dame needs to go get. So um, Notre Dame, Ohio State. I think Georgia offered recently. Uh, Mark Zachary visited for the Clemson game last year. I believe he was on campus twice this summer. Kyle, if that sounds correct,
1: yes, uh, once in June, and
0: then mm. came back for the uh, grill and chill. Grill and chill. Another player for the grill and chill, running back Daniel Anderson from Bryant, Arkansas, also had a really strong camp at Irish Invasion. We'll be completely honest. You know, when we're like looking through and doing all of our digging, and you hear Daniel Anderson, a running back with a Long Island offers, is visiting from Arkansas. You're not like, oh, man, I'm going to watch him. So at Irish Invasion, we weren't keying on Daniel Anderson. And then he ends up, I remember talking to sources, and they were like, yeah, Daniel Anderson, Notre Dame's offering him. This is big-time kid for us. Like, oh, crap. Like, all right, wish we would have known that before the camp. You know, to like eye on him or key on him a little bit more. Um, but Daniel Anderson gets that Notre Dame offer. So he has an offer list of Long Island and Notre Dame. Didn't you know a Long a football team. That's D1. And then Colorado's offered, Mississippi State, I think Tennessee, Arkansas State. Kids are to blown up a little bit just from this summer. Went from zero to 100, as the kids used to say. Um, so I logged a pick for Notre Dame Flan Daniel Anderson. Um, we'll probably visit the Fighting Irish in September, and then I think Notre Dame might be able to lock him up this fall. Three more picks here, and then Kyle will give his reaction here. Ethan Long uh, from what is he, Brunswick School in Connecticut. Uh, 6'2, 185. The next three players we're going to talk about all visited Notre Dame in April and then returned twice over the summer. Like, Notre Dame is very strategic on when, like, there's a recruiting calendar. Here's when we want each player or, or these players to visit. You know, you have your fall visits, you have your junior day, bowl practice, spring visit, um, spring game, uh, early June camp type deal. And then that grill and chill at the end of the month. So, Ethan Long visited three times in the past four months. And, Kyle, you've been talking to him more than I have, but just raving about Notre Dame. And you could touch on that. Owen oh, Strebig, I want to say he's probably number one or two on the Notre Dame offensive tackle board. Um, I don't want to say that for certain because I don't want like someone else, another Notre Dame offensive recruit or offense line recruit watching this. But like, what about me? All I know is that Owen Street Big is a huge target for Notre Dame on the 2025 board, top 100 player nationally from Wisconsin. Gotta love seeing Notre Dame really dip into Wisconsin, and I'm not even sure if the Badgers are like a major competitor. Uh against Notre Dame here. I, I really think Notre Dame is just the top school for Owen Streiebig. And Kyle reported last week that Streiebig's returning for the Ohio State game. Then Maddie Augustine, a teammate of Ethan Long at a Brunswick School in Connecticut. Um, I mean boom, Maddie Augustine, Owen Streiebig, two offensive tackle commits. You lock them up this calendar year. I think that would be insanely good for Notre Dame. Augustine ranked as a three-star. Scott offers from Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, big time player for sure. Both guys listed at 6'7. You love that tackle height and length. um, And hearing really good things about Notre Dame and Matty Augustine. So, offensive tackle, Matty Augustine. Offensive tackle, Owen Strebig. Safeties, Ivan Taylor and Ethan Long. Running back, Daniel Anderson. Cornerback, Mark Zachary. What say you, Kyle?
1: Yeah, these are guys that um, I also like to see Notre Dame end up in the class. The one guy that I am wouldn't be most sure about would be Ivan Taylor, just because he's in Florida getting a guy out of the South like that. And I know Florida, Florida State, some of those schools are coming after him. But it's a really good sign, uh, the fact that he made the trip from Florida, number one, to camp at Notre Dame with an offer, picks up the offer. Then they're able to get him back on campus for the July 30th visit that's not an easy trip to get back from Florida all the way to South Bend twice within a matter of two months. Uh, granted, his father was Ike Taylor, so um, the Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback, he traveled plenty during his collegiate and uh, professional career. Now, I'm sure it's uh, no problem for them to get back, but still a super encouraging sign there. But uh, the, kind of the pick that I'm – most interested by is the the Brunswick school kids, Ethan Long yeah. and Maddie Augustine. Maddie is actually he reclassified from the 2024 class to 2025. And if I'm not mistaken, Ethan Long might have as well. So both those guys are a little bit um, above their age, I guess so to speak. And I think that benefited both those guys as well because they've, you know, kind of have an extra year to develop in a high school system and I loved what I saw from Ethan long at the uh, camp that he participated at in June he I think he was a top camp performer I've said that on this show before that he was one of the best guys I saw in June uh, so that's a guy that if I'm Notre Dame just based on the way safety recruiting has gone over the last few cycles prioritize him like absolutely number one Ethan long I know on three doesn't have him rated yet but he's starting to haul in the big time power five offers Ohio state. He's a guy that the Buckeyes have high on their board. They offered him after camping in Columbus, brought him back for a visit in July. I think it's kind of looks like a Notre Dame, Ohio state battle, maybe Penn state lurking on the outside. Um, but Maddie Augustine, another very interesting case because he is starting to reel in a lot of the sec offers as well. He went on to Alabama, picked up one, um, and Alabama, like, that's really interesting. That How many guys do they have in the south in their backyard that can play offensive tackle? Right. And yet they offered a guy from Connecticut, that boarding school or private school. So really interesting offer there. But, yeah, um, I, I do like all six of those picks overall. When you told me ahead of time, um, I got the little scoop myself <laughs> that you were going to make those six picks I didn't think any of them was like out of left field I think each one of those guys are guys are trending to Notre Dame right now the one thing that has me um a little bit in reservation which is why I haven't copycat you and make some of the picks is we got a lot, long time to go from now mm-hmm. until uh signing day for 2025 about 15 months but yeah I, I think um, you established pretty well where these guys are trending and I tend
0: to agree all right. and just thoughts on this the whole you know crystal ball predictions all, all, all this stuff in general because I I have definitely got looser on these on these picks I will fire them out a lot more now <laughs> because I was more of like just maybe two years ago old school journalism if you're going to report something, you better be accurate. But this isn't really reporting. This is predicting, right? I predicted Notre Dame on our show last night to go to 11-1 and one for Sam Hartman to make the Heisman ceremony, Notre Dame to make the playoffs. Like, those are predictions. If Notre Dame doesn't do those things, you guys aren't coming after me, right? I understand on the recruiting aspect of it, like, Mike, don't get my hopes up because you are a reporter. You know these recruitments. like. So I understand that like the 11 to one thing is more of throwing crap on the wall and, and hoping it sticks. I'm not doing that with predictions they're very well sourced right I'm not I don't just willy-nilly put these things out but I also understand that I don't have to have a hundred percent hit hit rate here um you know that my it this says all time picks 73.7 percent. Um, I'm 42 out of 57, but here's the thing. Let's see if I can find an example. Um, Peyton Pierce. No, actually, um, hold on guys. Give me a second. Cause there's examples of predictions I've done, which I, I guess, not many here so maybe i'm wrong but I, I feel like i've there's been times where i'll like predict notre dame to land someone and then i know they're not going to notre dame but i don't flip it at the end because so i'll just take the l so like i really don't like when people put in predictions and then flip it at the last second just to make their percentage look right or, or look better which I'm, I'm we well, having... did that with uh tj Lindsay, maybe did you initially have him? i will I will. I had it for Notre Dame. I will flip it if I hear he's not going to Notre Dame, or like Notre Dame's not a target. He's not a target anymore. word exactly. term, exactly. Kyle. But exactly. If, but if I've heard, oh, he's a silent commit to X school. I'm leaving it. So maybe that. Maybe that was Lindsay. Is that why you brought him up? I just remember that I think we kind of heard that Notre Dame
1: was trending away from him and I think you flipped it to AM, but he and then he ended up at Auburn. Auburn so. so
0: yeah, sometimes yeah. like I think I still have a prediction in for Ryan Wingo to end up at Notre Dame. And Ryan Wingo's not going to Notre Dame, which haven't figured it out. But yeah, here I could have flipped it last second to Auburn, but I just took the L. Right. I just took the L basically, if I hear kids a silent somewhere, I'm not flipping the pick. Cause that's not a prediction at that point. You just know what's happening. So, um, yeah, that's, that's like if we do a staff predictions article and I say Navy in Notre Dame, it's going to be 42, 14 Notre Dame. And then in the fourth quarter, you know, I, I, I change it to uh Notre Dame 37 Navy zero. And that's what the score is. Right. And that's why I changed my, like it just doesn't work like that anyways. I don't know. That's that's just kind of how that's just kinda how I'm going. Just a little behind the curtain. Andrew Gilmore, $5 super chat. Appreciate it, Andrew. He says one thing I was hoping to see in the Freeman era is Notre Dame landing good to great Ohio players, is Notre Dame competing well for players in Ohio. Kyle Kelly, our Ohio residents, your thoughts?
1: I was gonna say this is uh right up my alley. This is uh definitely uh, something I've kind of tried to report on and you know, really cover well, just cause being in Ohio, I've lived in Ohio most of my life and I feel like I know the high school football scene decently well, but, um, yeah, I appreciate the super chat and I will say one area where Notre Dame has done extremely well is that Southwest Ohio, Cincinnati area, they got Ben Minnick, you know, in the last recruiting cycle, um, you know, Emile Wagner beforehand, uh, you know, Tabron Beanie Powell is committed right now. Carson Hobbs is committed right now. I know there's a lot more guys. So that's been a place that Notre Dame has been able to succeed. But the big thing for Notre Dame recruiting Ohio is, of course, they're going against Ohio State. And Ohio State's pretty much going to have their pick on most guys. And, like, just like some kind of random example, I don't even know if many Notre Dame fans will remember this recruit, but last recruiting cycle, there's an offensive lineman that Notre Dame really liked in Austin Saraville He was from the Southwest Ohio area uh, played at Lakota East, I think. Yep. And he loved Notre Dame. Notre Dame made a, a super strong impression on him. They made the decision extremely tough, way tougher than that kid ever could imagine. But he took the safety net route, decided to remain home, play for Ohio state was an Ohio state fan growing up. So that's always the, the big, topic of discussion when Notre Dame recruits kids in Ohio. That's something I'm really kind of keeping a close eye on in the 2025 cycle because there's two recruits uh, from the Cleveland area that play at Cleveland Heights, Brandon Caesar, defensive lineman, and Marquise Davis, who is an absolute stud running back and linebacker. Notre Dame um, hosted them on a visit for the spring game. They were supposed to get back on July 30th for the grill and chill cookout. Didn't make it. Um, Brandon Caesar doesn't have an Ohio State offer yet, so that's interesting. But Marquise Davis does. But the other interesting connection there is their head coach at Cleveland Heights, Max Stevens. Um, his son played for Marcus Freeman at Cincinnati, so yeah. Notre Dame might have a leg up there. So we'll see. Um, you know, I, I Logan Thomas transferring from Katie Paytow to Saint Edward, and Lakewood, and. Cleveland, Ohio, Lakewood area, that's an encouraging sign for Notre Dame. I think they certainly welcome that transfer to get some momentum back in the Cleveland area, but Ohio's a good place for high school football. I think uh, if I had to pick, might be the best in the Midwest. I know Chicago has an extremely strong presence in Indianapolis as well. So yeah, Yeah. if Notre Dame wants to continue to succeed on the recruiting trail, I think Marcus Freeman, Mike Mickens, all those guys from Ohio got to continue to Lean into the Buckeye State and go toe to toe with the Ohio
0: State. All right, good stuff there, Kyle. Love the insight. Skyline Chili, yeah or nay? I'm not a chili guy, so not. But yeah, Skyline Chili. chili like i I love chili, but I wouldn't even call Skyline Chili chili. It's just, it's Skyline Chili. I don't know. It's just different, but I get it. Um, I Mike Goolsby calls me the Eternal Optimist. The one thing that, other than like nil, which like man, I've said before that like mark like nil is one of the worst things that's happened in Notre Dame. Although I do think Notre Dame's doing better in that space, which is a different discussion for a different day. Is location, like you talked about Ohio State, and like it's so hard to go in Ohio and land players. Did you even mention Brendan Vernon? Like, there's I don't I don't remember if you said Brendan Vernon your spiel there. There's another no. one from Steven, like, and he was in Ohio State targets as Kyle Kelly will say even though others will tell you he wasn't he was it's ridiculous um but like Ohio State has that background that that backyard of Ohio can Notre Dame still go in there and get Brendan Vernon's and and Lorenzo Styles and, and and guys like big time guys like that absolutely but Notre Dame does not have that Chicago still like you want it to be that for Notre Dame? but It's not. Like, how Ohio State can build that fence in the backyard, because all those kids grow up Ohio State fans, right? Or most, whatever. Like, Notre Dame's just not, has not been able to do that in Chicago. And then, in terms of the actual Hoosier State, Indianapolis, Kyle, it's not like you have Purdue. You have Indiana. It's not like Indianapolis is like, oh, we love Notre Dame. Like, Notre Dame does not have that local base. But what it does have is, I can go to Memphis and meet up with Notre Dame fans, and San Antonio with and meet up with Notre Dame fans, and New Jersey and Atlanta because I have met up with Notre Dame fans in all of those you know places. So Notre Dame does have that going for them, and that's why Notre Dame is a national recruiting base because it. It can be, and also it has to be, but still, man, when you see Ohio State go into Chicago, which should be Notre Dame's backyard, and land Justin Scott, and then they can land most of the big-time players from their home state, and then go into Georgia and land a five-star defensive lineman in Edrick Houston, it's like, damn. Like That kind of makes me disheartened a little bit. Um, Thoughts on that as a Midwest guy, Kyle? Do you agree with me? Yeah, no, I do,
1: because I I think you know this, Mike, and I don't know if much of our viewers do, but I covered Ohio State recruiting for about a year for Cleveland.com, doing freelance coverage, so I was able to gain a little bit knowledge about the recruiting industry and uh, certainly uh, knowledge about Ohio State's operation, and just because I got to know some of those guys on the beat and things like that, I still keep um, an eye on what's happening with Ohio State recruiting and uh, what you know, kind of, thanks for the comment that kind of caught me off guard, but I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, I, I still keep a, an eye on and listen to, you know, the Ohio state recruiting coverage. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, Ohio state's still a national brand as well. Um, they just have the uh, that safety net of, you know, Ohio in your backyard. Yeah. I mean, like the, the recruitment of Aaron Scott was extremely interesting because that's a guy that, w- I think Aaron Scott, a cornerback target for Notre Dame, left Notre Dame on his top three, things like that, never really ended up happening with Notre Dame. But he loved Michigan. He loved uh, Coach Klinkscale, their DB's coach. Um, Michigan made a great impression on him. I'm pretty sure Aaron Scott was going to – like he basically was going to commit to Michigan after his visit. But then he went and visited Ohio State. Then he kind of realized, like, I can't leave the state of Ohio. So Notre Dame kept him or sorry, Ohio State kept him in state. Right. The, the one really interesting guy there is Jordan Marshall, who's uh, Carson Hobbs' teammate at Archbishop Moeller. Um, Ohio State didn't really ramp up the effort um, as strong with him until just a little bit later on in the recruitment, and Michigan had a head start. Michigan landed him. Uh, so, anyway, it just, it's just it been impressive to see what Ohio State can do from a national aspect. It. I think Notre Dame kind of – you would think that with the Catholic schools across the country, that would be Notre Dame safety net. Sure. But, you know, there are certain parts in the country that Notre Dame hasn't succeeded at there, such as, you know, on the West Coast in Southern California in that league where Bosco, modern day just their Catholic play. And then there's a school that Notre Dame's really trying to make headway with um, on the East Coast with uh, good counsel in Maryland. And then yeah. you got Gonzaga and – um, what's the other one? Uh, DeMatha. They've never signed a player from DeMatha. So, anyway, that's my spiel. Um, but, yeah, I like to keep up on the Ohio State recruiting just because really, I think there's a lot of Notre Dame battles there. Have they
0: really never signed a player from DeMatha? I know Brian Kelly never went there. Yeah. Signed a player
1: from DeMatha. Not, yeah, not in the uh, internet recruiting era since 2002. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know about beforehand, but,
0: since yeah, I don't cool. know what
1: – what was the deal with Brian Kelly never going there?
0: I I felt like I heard that, but yep. just not a Dematha guy. The the deal there is Brian Kelly never went to Dematha. I don't know. It's weird. I sat so in DeM- right. DeM- um when Notre Dame was recruiting Jason Moore. I sat in that high school and met with the legendary head coach there, uh, Coach McGregor, and um the D line coach there, and was told like, yeah, Notre Dame leads for Jason Moore, Ohio State. Just yeah, know. that's that's a good that's a you, good example. You yeah. bring up the Catholic school thing, and I think Goolsby told me. Goolsby has said this before, like, and he went to, um, you know, a, obviously a Catholic school in, in Chicago, Juliet. And he told me like, when you're, when you go to a Catholic school in Chicago and Notre Dame comes to culture, you, you're going to Notre Dame N- now, just That's with, what
2: you'd think,
0: but, but it hasn't 20 been years the case. later, like, right. 23 years later, whatever it is. It's just so much different now. It's just so much more complicated and different. Um, that's just high school high school football recruiting. So, All right. Well, probably should have heard from our sponsor, uh, Rogue Shop, a little while ago. But we're going to go ahead and hear from them now. Of course, you guys know what it is. It's the husband and wife outfit, Mr. Rogue, uh, and his wife, Shara Craft Cannabis Farmers, who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine as a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves, do everything by hand. Check out their website, rogueshop.com. They sell everything from CBD uh, to THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. Hop on the website, chat with uh, the owners of the store, and you can ask any questions that you have. Check them out, rogueshop.com. If you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, and or anxiety, stress issues, I uh, got bit up by some ants on Sunday doing yard work. I'm sure that they would have some pain creams or something for me. Um, uh, to help me out there. Um, so again, folks, whatever you want, I'm sure they've got it for you. And you can use the promo code, uh, blue and gold, all one word. Uh, and you will get, uh, 10% off your order. So just put in promo code blue and gold. If you talk to the owners, let them know that Mike from blue and gold sent you. Uh, and yeah, one word blue and gold, no spaces there. Uh, rogue shop. .com Will says what's the link? It's rogueshop.com. All right, we're going to do a couple comments and then we're going to wrap up with some road travel stuff from Kyle. Um Juicy J my boy, what's going on? Joining late. Have we discussed Gerby? We have not discussed Gerby. We really have been talking about 2025 recruiting, but in terms of 2024, Notre Dame's working on Gerby still. I'm really just he took his visits. I doubt he's going to take visits um this fall, um, maybe if he commits sooner than later, then maybe we'll go to that school to see a game. But I think his recruitment is pretty much over, Kyle. Um, I, I'm just waiting for him to pick school, and I like Notre Dame here. So why isn't this kid come in? I'm getting nervous. I'm kind of with you that the longer it takes for him to commit to a school, the more nervous you should get. Like if Notre Dame's the leader, and then you go a while and he hasn't announced a commitment – then why? So I get you there, um, but I am not hearing any reason to be nervous just yet. So we'll have to see on Gerby Lambert's. Um, but again, do feel good with where the Irish are at. Will says, Kyle, pull up your Ohio spreadsheet. Will we ever see a Kyle Kelly spreadsheet? I love spreadsheets. I, I just thought those comments were funny. Uh, Kyle's a I spreadsheet got them up right now. <laughs> My I whole
1: travel spreadsheet, the
0: target
2: spreadsheet. <laughs>
0: Big spreadsheet you your, guy. You and your targets. But the thing is, you you decide the target or not, right? That is a Kyle Kelly. Yeah, that is true. You're the judge and jury on That's it. Subjective. Which you can be. It's not like you go in the NCAA rule book and they say commit or prospect or whatever. Like, com- the word commit isn't in there, right? Well,
1: here's target, the other thing. I also define guys that don't have a Notre Dame offer
0: as prospects. Prospect, so. prospect. I've picked up on that. But there's the offeree versus the target. I I, <laughs> I like it. I like how organized Kyle Kelly is. Um it's all so, fun and games until football season.
1: Everything right. else goes out the window.
0: There you go. So this past Saturday, you got to see um, this guy, Logan Thomas. Like you said, uh wasn't he's from Ohio originally and then he played his ball down in Houston and now he's back at a uh, Lakewood Ohio St. Edward an, an, a perennial power uh in Ohio if I recall correctly uh and we have some footage of uh, of of Logan Thomas here just in looking at him and when he's wearing that number 9 he kind of
1: don't he, say it don't say
0: it all right I won't say it but he looks like a it reminds me of a certain pass rusher who signed with Alabama last year who Notre Dame may or may not was, you know, had as a target, and then he went to a commit, and then he was a prospect per Kyle Kelly's um, terms. But uh looks like him. But, uh, yeah, your thoughts on, on seeing him, Kyle?
1: Yeah, tough not to see uh, Keon Keely hey, you like said it. skills. <laughs> I thought I would let the, the listeners – uh, know the name but yeah where's number nine he's fast he's aggressive he's physical but it's logan thomas and he is committed to notre dame and i 100 expect him to sign with notre dame as well the coaching staff thinks they got a special one in notre dame and after seeing him it was it was tough not to um agree i mean this he's a great football player and i i kind of i did like a um you know, I did a post game report. Then I did a another report about just Logan Thomas's recruitment overall and kind of where he stands with Notre Dame. Uh, and I, I'm hoping one of my favorite clips comes up here. I'm waiting to point it out. But <laughs> anyway, um, and then I did a five final thoughts just about him. And this is a guy I don't think Notre Dame has on their roster. I tried to you know kind of outline in terms of um, the height at the defensive line position, the length. Notre Dame is trying to get or find improvement in both those areas. They did that in the 2023 cycle. They're certainly doing that in 2024. Notre Dame doesn't have a Logan Thomas on the roster, and I think as a result of that, this is a guy that he needs to put the weight on him, no doubt. He looks like 210 pounds soaking wet. It's going to be tough to to keep that weight on, especially during the season, but he's going to come in from day one and have a chance to play as long as he gets that weight on him, because Notre Dame's probably going to lose Jordan Patello. Um, you know, they do have Junior Tui Halamaka and Josh Burnham at Viper. You know, maybe Bubakar Treore as long as he continues to progress at that position. But Thomas is a guy Notre Dame does not have. They do not have that speed off the edge. They do not have that length. And um, it was a real treat to be able to watch him uh, last Saturday. I'm happy that he's my backyard now. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to see him if he was in Houston, but yeah, saint Um Ned's—they're a powerhouse—and uh, Logan Thomas
0: looks like their best player in 2023. Yeah, definitely a definitely a good-looking player. Um, Kyle, I know you also got the interview, so you know, let's just let's just hear the interview as well. If I can figure out how to, play. yeah. So this uh, is Kyle. Kelly. I'm going to be embarrassed. I
1: hate at hearing myself ask the questions.
0: All right, so, well, then uh, just but but go you, for it. You can <laughs> mute your audio. There you go,
3: buddy. Uh, I feel good. You know, I was a little nervous about learning the scheme. You know, we had about two weeks to pick up on everything. But coming here, it's a, truly a brotherhood. We all took, we all bond together as a team. And like I was saying, I've been here for two weeks, but it feels like I've been here my whole high school career. Just the bond I have with the teammates playing together is just
2: great. Hey, how exciting is it for you to play your final season at St. Ed's back home in Ohio? What kind of went in that decision for you? And, um, yeah, just some background behind that.
3: Yeah, so I was originally born in Ohio, so all of my family is up here. So it feels great to be closer to my family. That way I can have all the family support here. Also, you know, coming to this school, you know, they are born back to state champs and just coming to play the highest level of football I can.
2: Who from the fam was here today? Anyone special? Or uh,
3: My uncle, my grandma, both my parents. So really everybody. Is that the first time, like your uncle and grandparents would have been able to see you play? Uh, the last time they saw me play was state championship my sophomore year, so it was going
2: to be. Wow! In that fourth quarter, specifically that final drive, feel like you kind of flipped a switch. Is that accurate, or kind of just what went into that last quarter and the last drive there?
3: One thing I just learned, uh, learned while I've been here, is that we don't get beat in the fourth quarter at Saint Edward Eagles. So, Coach Lombardo harps on it, because Baptist harps on it. So, when that fourth quarter comes up, we don't get beat no matter what. Did you feel more comfortable in that fourth quarter? I know you said that
2: you had two weeks to learn the scheme. Like, what was the first half, first quarter like trying to, like, get
3: settled in and that sort of thing? You know, it was a lot of thinking in the first quarter, for sure. You know, making sure that I did my assignment. I didn't want to fail any of my teammates. But as the game progressed on, you know, just got more comfortable with the calls and was able just to loosen up and just play the ball.
2: Speaking of loosen up, that chin strap had to be a little loose. Well, what What's going on with that helmet? It uh, came off on both sacks, but you finished the play.
3: You know, it's... It's definitely not as hot as Houston, but it's still a little hot out here. So the sweat got in there. It was a little wet, so it kept slipping off.
2: I know you guys play a lot of Saturday games. Do you know when you might get back to Notre Dame, or what's the communication been like with the staff since you committed?
3: I'm trying to get up there as soon as possible. Hopefully if we play another morning game and they play a night game, I can probably get up there It's we like three or four hours away. But as soon as possible, I'll be up there.
0: All right. So, yeah, pretty cool. Good kid. I don't think I've been able to meet Logan yet. Well, that was a huge recruiting win. Like, when we talk about the 2024 class, he's not, like, one of the first guys you talk about. Like When I say be, we, I mean, just like the Notre Dame community in general. Like, oh, just beat out Texas, Oklahoma. Just, you know, for a kid down there. And big-time pass rusher. Yeah, one of the most important positions on the field, Ed, right? Viper, pass rusher. If quarterback's most important, you got to go get the other team's quarterback. Really good get for the Irish. Okay. Uh, We're we're running a little long, so we're going to wrap up with uh, road travels where we're headed this week. Um, uh, Mike earlier said, uh, is Kyle going to see CJ tonight? Uh, Kyle, Hmm. your answer. You seeing CJ tonight? Let's leave it up to the board. Uh,
1: Everybody in the comments, make the decision for me.
0: So this is CJ Carr's senior season opener?
1: (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm 100% going to be on the road. Within the next couple hours here, up to Brighton, Michigan, in the Detroit area, see CJ Carr in his junior season debut. I will not be wearing – or yeah, senior, senior, sorry. We've been talking a lot about 2025. But anyway, I'm not going to be wearing black. I'm going to be wearing a light-colored shirt. It's going to be hot. I'm going to be drinking plenty of this, but I am pumped to see CJ Carr tonight.
0: And for folks watching on podcast, uh, Kyle just held up a beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe afterward. It's gonna be a um, long
1: night. It's gonna be hot. Yeah, night.
0: that's that's gonna be an exciting one. And as we're re- recruiting guys, we love Thursday night games because we can go to a Thursday okay. night game, go to a Friday night game, and then you got Notre Dame on Saturday. It's perfect. Uh, for me, uh, tonight, no game, and Friday night, no games. Uh, Saturday's my thirtieth birthday, so um. I'm working obviously Saturday for the game. So Friday I'm kind of doing my, my big birthday bash with my friends. And all I told them was we are getting Anthony's for lunch, which is my favorite um, Italian place around here. And then uh, we're getting Taco Bell for dinner. And then we're coming over. Everyone's coming back to my house for, for a good hang. So that will be uh, my Friday. Um, So yeah. And then uh, I will hit the road next Friday. I'll go be. Uh, I'll tell you guys who I'm seeing next Friday, and then Kyle will as well. And Kyle might be going to a game on s- Friday, Friday as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kyle just said inside he'll be somewhere right. in in the uh, in his home state of Ohio. So uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for the show. A lot of fun. Uh, make sure you come back next Thursday, ten thirty a.m. Eastern time. That starts the show. We'll discuss our prize picks. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a ton of Notre Dame recruiting. We'll, we'll be able to talk about a recruiting weekend for the Irish. Uh, with Tennessee State coming to town. Uh, so, definitely looking forward to that. Join us after the game um, Saturday. I mean, moments after, you can go to my Twitter. You can go to the blueandgold.com website. We will be going live as soon as we can to talk Notre Dame Navy. Sunday night, Goolsby show. Um, Monday afternoon, 3 p.m. Hey Horka show. Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. You know, me and Tim Hyde. So, Five days a week, we are going live on our Blue and Gold YouTube channel. And then Tuesdays, we got my recruiting update with there. And Fridays, we got the final thoughts, observations, and predictions at the end of the game. So on our YouTube page, we have you covered with everything. Um, you know, Notre Dame football and recruiting. And of course, our blueandgold.com website has even more covered. So we really do have wall-to-wall stuff there. So uh, please do check that out, blueandgold.com and lock into our YouTube channel as well. I'm Mike Singer. He's Kyle Kelly. We will catch you guys next time.